Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale a Business podcast. My name is Hector Santiasteban, and I am your host for today. Our special guest is Mr. Dustin Howes. He's an affiliate marketing consultant. He helps affiliate marketers. And what I love is he's done it himself for the last maybe decade plus or so. And then now he's actually helping people to go out there and, and grow their affiliate marketing. Dustin, thanks for hanging out with us. Welcome to the show. Yeah, you got it, man. Man, I love the way you pronounce your name. It is so methodical and elegant. It's a beauty. Dustin Howes doesn't roll off the lips like Hector does. I appreciate that. My whole I grew up hating my name for a variety of reasons and, and only recently have started to embrace it as I've had to say it so often. It started because I had 12 letters in my name and growing up, one of my friends, his name was Sam Tan. I had the same amount of letters in my first name than he had in his full name. And I had another last name to keep going. In second grade, when letters are harder to come by, it was a tall task to just get my name on the sheet. So here we are. That just puts more grit in your body. That was a good lesson. That's exactly. Dustin, catch us up. Affiliate marketing is something that comes up often. If I'm being frank, I don't think enough businesses realize what it is. I think it gets put in a box. And I think there are businesses that see it as something that, oh, maybe that's what some internet guys do, or that's something that maybe some consumer products do or whatever it is. But I think that's a perhaps misguided or incomplete perspective. But with that being said, give us the background on how you got here. I mentioned you've been in this industry a little while. Catch us up on some of the major points and then fill us in a little bit more about what you're doing now. Yeah, you got it, man. So affiliate marketing, best explained, is some websites have traffic and they need to send that traffic somewhere else to earn commissions or sale from it. So you take a good content website like a CNET and their revenue model is to send traffic to Best Buy to buy the electronics. And when Best Buy makes a sale, they kick back CNET 10% of whatever the product was that they sold. And then CNET pockets that money. And that way, the affiliate themselves doesn't have to create a product. They don't have to ship it out. They don't deal with customer support. They're simply giving traffic that is qualified to the brands that they're working with. And this is the model of my business. I help companies out there, brands to grow their affiliate channel. And the affiliate channel, yes, it has had some negative connotations through the years with shady tactics from people sending traffic in various different ways. But in general, affiliate marketing is making an incredible comeback and it has a ton of value for a business out there that is incredible. I like to say every company that doesn't have an affiliate program right now and has online sales is missing a huge chunk of opportunity and they could add an additional 20% revenue on top of what they're doing today if they do it right. Yeah, I think in its simplest sense, right, that's what you talked about. A lot of media companies are essentially affiliate marketers. I was talking to a good friend the other day and they were talking about in a networking event, they have a reason to meet everybody there because they have seven or eight different things that they could offer, refer, or sell something. And so chances are they've got something to sell this person. And so even if it's not perhaps in a very direct kind of form where they click here and they click there and they buy that, thinking about how businesses might be able to better partner or establish those relationships in the same way an affiliate might be giving 
leads or generating sales for somebody else. It's just an avenue that perhaps not enough businesses are pursuing, especially given how connected the world is. Yes, totally true. And I think the biggest value that affiliate partners give to brands is a perspective that isn't coming from the horse's mouth. Like they have their own perspective on what this brand is and who they are. And they're giving honest reviews for what this product actually does. Every product thinks that their product is the greatest thing on earth, but that may not be the truth. And it is content that is true to its form and honest to the reader that produces the best sales and the the best lifetime value of customers coming from an outside source instead of those companies going out and trying to jam traffic into their own website by paying for it. Now they're only paying for performance from people that actually want to be on that website organically. Yeah. Are there businesses that you would say, before we get into what business might be, this might be great for, or might be better suited for, are there ones that you say, you know what, maybe this is not the route, or there's other routes that you might pursue if you're in this type of industry or have this type of business? Great question. There's two that I really don't take on as clients for the most part. First is services. I don't see services having a good affiliate marketing reach because referral marketing is a much better fit for services that are doing any kind of agency work, for example. Not a great fit. You can kick back some money to people that refer you via an email or something like that matter, but scaling up on the affiliate space, probably not a good idea. And then the second one is anything that is not global or at least national level. So what I mean by that, if you have a product that is just local to your city that you're in, probably not a very good affiliate program candidate. Yeah. In the world that you're coming from, what's probably nice about it is that it's very, I would imagine, analytics driven. It's black and the white in the sense of like the numbers dictate what you do, like what what works is what the numbers say work. And, And so I think that, at least for me, is encouraging. Is that incorrect or would you say there is some element to that? There is a great piece of the element is the analytical portion of this. Let's take, for example, your website conversion rate. Let's say an average e-commerce site is doing and converting very well at, let's say, 3%. We can go out and find affiliates that are bringing high-quality traffic that might produce at a 5% conversion rate. If we find more like that, we can replicate that, and we can bring in higher-quality traffic that is ready to buy in, in some kind of direct response situation. And... On the other side of that, you might have affiliates come into your program that are converting at less than 1%, just driving garbage quality through like email spamming or something of that nature that doesn't have super qualified traffic, but they still make some sales and they have a place in your program as well, but they are not nearly as powerful of a partner as the ones that are converting at a higher rate. In that sense, analytical is absolutely essential for you to be reviewing which websites are converting best and to partner up with them and to replicate them in essence. But overall, in general, this is an extremely relationship-based partnership. So the partners that are bringing the traffic, the ones that are the top 10 producers in your program, you should have 
very good standing with them. You should have phone calls with them. You should be best friends with these folks or whoever's running the affiliate program should be catering to their every needs so that they can increase their traffic over time. Would you say then that affiliate marketing is actually a relationships business? Or if I'm a business and I want to implement a program like this, does it change the business that I'm in? Or is it merely an extension of it? Or how might you look at something like that? It's going to change it for the better. I will guarantee it. What happens when you get a hold of a good program that's doing okay, but it's not thriving? You can go in and find the affiliates that are really making the difference right now and just talk to them. And the more you talk to them, you ask them questions like, hey, what are we missing here? What are our competitors doing better? What landing pages would you be more interested in testing? What is there any banners or any other content that I can give to you that would be helpful in having you send more traffic? What more can we do together? These are all questions that affiliates are happy to answer if they're making money with you, and they're just going to make your business better. They might have a really good idea on a landing page that might convert a whole lot better than anything you have right now. These are digital marketers that are pros in their field and have seen it from other brands. And it is just such a smart idea to go out and pick their brain as much as possible. Yeah, this is so good. When we get back from break this, I want to talk about how a business might get started or what maybe what the big steps are or to help them see where the goalposts might be and the steps that are there. And so we're going to do that right when we get back from break. Hey, y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media, and we are a content and podcast project. Well, we like to think of ourselves as genius makers because chances are if you're listening to this, you have a passion, a purpose, a mission, a message, a product, something that you want to get out to the world, but don't necessarily have the time, the team, or the tech skills to be able to get it out there. That's where we can help. Go to AmplifyMedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y Media.com. You can also check the show notes for info. And with that, let's get back to today's episode. Dustin, so if someone is still with us right now, they're probably thinking, how might I get this going? Because this sounds great. What's awesome is that you talked about bringing a different perspective and a big trend in business, right, is the user-generated content. And that's a lot of what you're talking about is building off of something like that. And so you can get that other perspective. I think it's also helpful just to have an army of people also out there promoting your stuff and to really have people whose interests are aligned with yours to go out there and share your your, usually your product or whatever it is that you're promoting. But how do we do that? Where do we start? Do we need to clear? If I were to go into my dining room right now, it's a mess because the kids have Play-Doh. There's maybe a hot dog. Who knows what's there? Do I need to sweep off the whole table or can I get started with what I've got or take us to that place? Yeah, my answer is absolutely not. Like you don't have to, a starting point for an affiliate program is stacking on to what you have existing. I like to say if you're on an existing affiliate program and the tracking is working, do not move that program unless there's something absolutely glaring reason that you need to move to a different platform because that's a lot of busy work. No other platform is going to magically put affiliates into your program. That takes hard work and dedication and that's exactly what I teach in my course is going out there, making lists of ideal partner personas, finding the websites that are going to make a difference in your affiliate program, and then going out and finding the right contact information for each one of those companies. The greatest part about this whole concept is you're building an army of salesmen 
that are working off of a commission basis. So rather than paying for traffic like you are probably accustomed with Google or Facebook, affiliate marketing is a upfront investment. It is an investment of time and effort to get partners into the program. And then once this thing is humming in 12 months, you have things that are coming in automatically that you only pay for if you actually make a sale. Yeah. We've got the initiative. Okay. Do I go out and just start finding people? Is it, do I need to create an incentive program? Once I've made that decision, is there an order of operations that you found is best to work that might save people some time or headaches? Great question. And the first thing you want to do is not create this on your own. If you don't know anything about affiliate marketing, do not try to make your own affiliate program. This is exactly why I created my course. It's a do-it-yourself solution that will give you step-by-step on how to create the strategy that is going to make a successful affiliate program. Then I tell you all about the technology that would be a good fit for you and your program. And then you go out and start executing the plan. And you execute that plan by either taking somebody internally, hiring them and training them in this kind of capacity, or you go out and hire an agency to go and do this kind of work for you. Now, my course is a do-it-yourself solution, but there are a lot of agencies and consultants out there that can create the strategy for you and do all these steps and even run the program for you and be successful. But it is really hard for you to find the right people for your vertical, but it really doesn't matter what vertical it is. There are certain people that thrive in certain niches that would be a better fit than others. Yeah. Get help, get support. And then it seems like the first step is the building of it. And then you said something, which I think I just want to give a caveat to the listeners, and maybe you meant it, what it said. You said you'll get the setup in a year. You said only be paying for what you're getting sales from. What I don't want people to equate that to is that all of a sudden I set this up now and in 12 months it doesn't require any work. I don't want listeners to leave that and think, oh, it's a set it and forget it type thing. Or maybe it is, but can you speak to that? Yeah, excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up because it is not a set it and forget it channel. You will create the affiliate program. And if you want it to hum at full capacity, you will need somebody dedicated to this channel full time, if not two or three people. I've been on, I've been at companies where we had a team of eight working on the affiliate channel and the portfolio of affiliate partners you needed to focus on were these and it was in these categories. The growth potential of this platform, of this channel in itself are absolutely huge. And if you let it sit and rot, it will absolutely do that. But my point of that whole thing is you cannot turn on affiliate marketing today and get sales. It is going to take hard work to get your first few affiliates in there. It's going to take even harder work to get a good set of 100 that are sales active. And if you're doing all the steps, you put all the strategy in place, you hire the employee that is an absolute go-getter and goes and recruits good affiliates that are going to make a difference in the program. In three months, you should be starting to see sales come in and be profitable with your affiliate channel. And in six months, this thing should be running at full force and giving you 5 to 10% of your revenue. 
And if you continue down that road and continue to grow and find more partners and your brand gets out there even more, by month 12, you should have 20% of your revenue coming through your affiliate channel. And you're only going to want to expand on there because the more manpower you put in this channel, the more it can produce. Yeah. Great opportunity, especially given the internet, where it's going, how connected things are, social media. It's just getting more, I don't want to say more and more easier because that's not very grammatical. My first grade teacher, Ms. Plotnik, would not, not be happy. But it's getting easier for the regular person to become an asset to a business in the sense that everyday moms or everyday people or just reg- the people that all, all of a sudden were just consumers, those people can actually be be affiliates and be your biggest promoters and be, be huge mm-hmm. drivers of business in a world where TikToks and reels and social media posts, everybody seems to be, I don't want to say everybody's going viral, but that gate has opened to more than just your typical influencers or celebrities. Yes. And it is totally based on how much they want it, how hungry they are to go out there and create great content for brands and be an evangelist of products. And it, it's easier than ever for influencers to get started and the best day ever to be an affiliate marketer is today without a question like if you would have got started 10 years ago that would have been the best day but you don't have that option you can't turn change back time today is the best day for you to get started and if you have any kind of history in digital marketing or no history for that matter it really doesn't matter as long as you have the drive to go and try to quit your job and find a niche that you can make money with, then the sky's the limit. Yeah. Any last, want to get your socials. We got connected on LinkedIn. I just followed you on Instagram too. So there's a variety of places. You have the show. You got a, a podcast that you host. Anything else that needs to be said, Dustin, that hasn't been said today? I would say my biggest lessons in life come from failure, especially as an affiliate manager. And they don't come cheap. I created my own online course five years ago to teach the general public how to create an affiliate program on your own. And I have gone through a lot of failures and a lot of money spent trying to find the right traffic and the right audience for this course and what I'm doing. And all of those failures made me a bigger and better digital marketer from what I'm doing today. And I've always been hungry. I've always had that drive and I'm always continuing to get better. So as long as you learn from the failures that you have, especially as an affiliate manager, which is super important because if you get a 20% response rate to some of your outreach and recruitment, then you're doing a really good job. And you have to accept that failure is going to happen and just deal with it and learn from it. And I can't emphasize enough of you're going to be humbled in this role, no matter how far in your career you are. It's what you do after that makes the difference. Great stuff. Where's the best place to find out about all this, Dustin? You can go to performancemarketingmanager.com to go check out my course. I give away 15 minutes of my time to anybody that needs more information on affiliate program help. If I'm not the right person to help you, I will point you in the right direction. So go to dustinhouse.com slash pod 15 
and grab some time on my calendar. Go do it, y'all. We appreciate it, as always, for sticking with us today. If you got any value out of today, which I'm sure you did, we would love a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know someone who's in the midst of scaling a business or thinking about starting their affiliate program, send them this episode and let's grow the tribe together. But thanks again for being part of the family. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all.